mystery and horror, the air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night, what music they make. Hi everyone and welcome to the Monsters Up North podcast. It's a monster podcast and it's hosted by me, Sam, and I am joined as always by Dan from Bleeding Marvelous. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. And this week we have the very gorgeous and glamorous Graeme with us. Oh, you. This old thing, like referring to my actual, <laughs> my skin suit that I wear. <laughs> To What's... pretend that I'm actually human. That's oh. me today. <laughs> I tried no, you've got best. the bones on the outside. You've gone the opposite way. Oh, yeah. I've, I've flipped inside like... out. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. You've got some sexy ribs on. <laughs> I love a woman with some nice ribs, you know. Oh, God. Oh, stop it. it. It's a good job our audience have met you before, Graham. <laughs> yes. He is a weirdo we met. You know, We've removed his hair as punishment. <laughs> my god well as you heard from last week this week is the wolfman not the werewolf but the wolfman <laughs> so i'll do the disclaimer and we'll just get on because i have a shit ton of factoids i have <laughs> researched this week <laughs> i have things i need to share with everyone oh it was like that this afternoon and i had nobody to talk to and i was like god damn it <laughs> Right, so everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the comments section and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. I thank you all. I thank you all. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. That was the finest disclaimer I've I've heard today. That was. I appreciate it. Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, The Wolfman, released in 1941, directed by George Wagner, written by, now you'll have to bear with us, (laughs) Kurt (laughs) Sodomack. I think so. Sodomack. Um, yeah. Makeup done by Jack Pierce, starring Lon Chaney Jr., Claude Rains, Evelyn Ankers, Warren Williams, and Bela Lugosi. The movie that spawned four sequels, starting with the Frankenstein meets the well, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. However, that's the worst with... Tinder date ever. <laughs> awful, awful. Well, today, however, we start with the OG. The Monster by Moonlight, The Wolfman. Oh. Thanks! Oh, that was I so knew, good! I knew you were waiting for it, and I was like, I'm not doing it. That was like my sort of... It meant to be The Wolfman, but it was actually Shakira She-Wolf. <laughs> oh! Slightly, but, um, which is I also like one of the sequels. I think that might be the yes. fifth sequel. Because yeah. the hits That's... don't lie, so yeah. They, they don't lie. It's like... yeah. <laughs> and also, just props to Shakira. Fitting the word lycanthropy in a lyric. He's just like, well done. Well done. <laughs> bravo, Lady Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. That's the bravo. Yeah. 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 Yes. I think do you not think we've all like picked up a really good posh English accent with watching all these movies? <laughs> it's Claude Rains, man. Claude, Claude Rains. Rains. I was saying earlier, he's a god amongst men. He's 
literally one of these things where I know he's like two foot tall. I know at yes. the end of the day, they yeah. like fold him over and you put him in a box like Pinocchio. <laughs> but it's the idea of just like, well, they do now he's dead. But yeah. it's the <laughs> but it's the fact of just that voice is just amazing. It and is. I, yeah, like after watching this and what uh, watching the invisible man and stuff i'm just like i, I need to watch every claude rains film ever i think I, I know there's going to be some crap in there but but it's claude rains yeah. <laughs> well my first question and my first question i ask on each and every podcast because well i say each and every one we've only done this is three um <laughs> what makes wolfman a good monster i love that deadly silence afterwards we got it last week as well no, I, I'm literally I'm doing this I'm doing this new thing, okay, that I've been practicing. It's like sort of like mental yoga, but it's called letting other people speak. Now I don't think it's for me. <laughs> However, we're gonna see how it goes. We're on the it's like a Hello Fresh. We're gonna do like a 30-day trial and then see if we like it or not. You're doing no, well. no, we're actually gonna do that and then forget to cancel it for oh, two yeah. fucking months, and then I'm gonna be stuck. <laughs> And they're going to send me bloody curry every week. And I'm like, I don't even like lentils. Why are you still fucking sending me lentils? <sighs> anyway. <laughs> what makes Wolfman a great monster? I think you've broke down. I've got to be honest. I don't think he is a good monster. I think he's terrible. Um, I'm going to, as I said in our chat, um, I think there's two possible names we can give this movie. Alternative, mm -hmm. you, you know, AKAs. The Hairy Watcher and Larry the Lurker. Well, <laughs> Larry the Lurker. I I, I was going to call it Sex Pest the Musical. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, but the, uh, they had to take the musical numbers out because obviously they were all about like, I like looking for tellers. <laughs> step will change, step will change. On. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But that was that. creepy. Let's be honest. That is one of the creepiest parts of the entire <laughs> Oh, that it's, tiny opening sequence, the the bit where he's fixing the telescope and he's watching her, it and then he goes into the shop. Yeah, and that is that is interesting. Factoid number one: <laughs> the fact that <laughs> the actress who the the main actress, um, I've just said her name and I can't remember it. Evelyn Ever, Anchors. Evelyn Anchors hated the fact that he lurked on her. He what? lurked on her so badly during because he Do was trying to be. As well? Yeah, well, yeah, because oh. Lon Chaney Jr. is a giant of a man, which I yeah. learned today from the documentaries I've watched. Um, he is a giant of a man. Hulk, the the customer's hulking. He was that big, <laughs> and he used to try and scare her in the Wolfman costume, where she didn't find it scary. And we've she seen it. Was... That's difficult. Yes, <laughs> it's literally just him on his tippy toes with yeah. a fucking crap wig on. <laughs> It's like, it's like okay that's terrifying i'm sure that doesn't come out there normally that you know when he's on tiptoes i will say <laughs> yeah. as much as i love jack pierce the tippy toe bit with his heel that's his heel that's not the spur halfway up your calf like you see in a <laughs> no werewolf these days i think what they were trying to do is put him on hind legs like as in his legs yeah. were if he was to have bent over he would have like hind legs but, I think but, that's the only way I can it, describe it, other than he has hoofs. It, it, it's like meant hoofs. to be that, but it does just look like a man wearing furry booties. Yes. And that kind <laughs> of takes away a lot of the threat, I think. Yes, yes, it does. But um, it, 
But to answer the question, though, it's like, I I don't know. I Are we talking about the Wolfman in terms of just this film and how it's portrayed here? Or are we talking about the idea of werewolves? Because the problem is, while this film doesn't achieve it very well, I think the i the in the werewolves in this world are kind of terrifying i mm -hmm. think like the fact of like you know think about it like obviously the reason like i don't believe in werewolves because mm, uh but it's the <laughs> like, idea of life? like <laughs> <laughs> no but but it's that, that idea of um you know they're like vampires if they existed there would be billions of them because yes. if they actually just by biting or scratching you you turn into one why is everyone not a werewolf and you know in this kind of world it kind of is like how many silver things do we own like you know? <laughs> <laughs> like pure silver it's so interesting you say it that way because in the documentary i watched today that's exactly how they described them is it? was uh -huh, exactly how they described them that if werewolves <laughs> were real they'd be like vampires because like, <laughs> yeah. they would be everywhere Wait, um, just how how do you stop it like in this film it's terrifying because it's literally he just gets bitten by like you know a gypsy like bella gosi as like a, a werewolf and then he becomes one and there doesn't seem to be a cure like obviously some vampire mm. films some like werewolf films and stuff they kind of go oh well if you do this you know or oh if you kill a head vampire or if you yeah. bathe in moonlight or something then you will sort of uh, become normal again and it's like this one it just goes no no it's pretty much death and yeah so while the wolfman himself is literally a sex pest in like hairy booties it's the fact of you know like it's the fact of just going what a horrible scenario i think yes. and i think that's what makes the wolfman scary i think not yeah. him but the idea that if he scratches you you're doomed you know yeah, yeah that's it game over like yeah no i agree no mm -hmm. yeah i agree in the sentiment that if it's bigger than just this film yeah, yeah. a werewolf he's a shit werewolf basically <laughs> He is, he's awful. Um, oh, Dad, I'm going to scratch you. Oh, no, you've hit me with a cane. Oh, no, that really hurt. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um, yeah, he's... I've, I've taken a bit of a tumble. <laughs> well, one, the... No, stay on track, Danielle. Yeah, but um, I think in, pertaining to the bigger world, like when you start looking into werewolf films that have spawned from... Mm -hmm. All of this sort of stuff it's you've got like the tribute you know through the um monster squad you've got the howling you've got obviously the big american werewolf in london you've Shakira. got um of course uh, you've that got famous, like that famous wolf lady yeah <laughs> you've there's got a this, song about it christ there's so <laughs> many i wrote, wrote some down because i forgot oh uh van helsing the team wolf the original team yeah. wolf mm -hmm. um Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer were in a film called Wolf, Ginger Snaps, Dog Soldiers. Yeah. The list is bloody huge. And mm. all of them come from this, don't they? Yeah. Well, 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 well they, they, they actually come from Werewolf of London. Yes. Right. And then this came afterwards. Because Werewolf flopped. of London, yeah, because Werewolf of London doesn't re And they, they did have movies of animalistic type of people um i can't remember off the top of my head what's called but um bella lugosi was in one um mm. and again it just it, it didn't work it didn't this is the first time that it worked on screen yeah was through lon cheney jr's performance which i, I don't know if i want to see the werewolf of london like because 
if this was the one that worked and we're taking the piss out of how he looks, you're just like, oh, well done then, you know. Yeah, in, it's 1935, Werewolf in London came mm. out and it, <laughs> I was blessed with that in my eyes and it's i can see the 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 wolf man as we know him uh mm -hmm. with his nice little bouffant blowout um it's well, much... just, where, and when he's transforming back into a human at the end it just oh comes my god i have so they don't even try to spin it that. out they just go that bouffant just goes and it's yeah, back to it normal hair so, like, that so was just a wig then that. right <laughs> but yeah i mean when you you see that version the jack pierce version and then you look at the original 1935 version and basically they've just gone here's a bit of a little bit of sweeping off from the barber shop stuck here there's a bit stuck <laughs> there a bit over there he's a wolf and it's like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> shockingly terrible it's basically I bad cosplay but i think <laughs> the i the thing is though that like when i was doing my research into this because i'm gonna say research i mean watch loads of fucking youtube videos <laughs> That's research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning things from the internet. But um, but it's the fact of like the werewolf in legends are weird. Like they kind of like because it's history throughout history, there's been loads of men turning people turning into wolves. Yeah. But the the hybrid aspect, the idea that it's both a man and a wolf, so it's like a wolf on its hind legs or whatever, that's like really late on that that happened. And that was like, only, I think it's like Slavic, I think, or something like that. German. I think it's, what is it? Yeah, but German it's folklore, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of isolated where that wasn't like a common belief. So it's this idea of these films here, like, you know, Wolf, Werewolf of London and like the Wolfman are like, what took all these legends, put them together into a kind of, oh, and this is the monster, and this mm -hmm. is the lore around the monster, and that's kind of cemented in all of the films that, like Dan was mentioning earlier, and it's and it's a bit weird. It's same as Dracula, really, where the Universal monsters kind of compounded all of these legends and went, yeah, cool. There's a bit from over there, a bit from over there, a bit from over there. This is it together, I think, because I couldn't find all of the because all the stuff about like um werewolves that i could see was basically yeah it's just a monster like it doesn't mm -hmm. turn back into a human it starts as a human but like you know you get bitten then you actually die and then you turn into a monster and you come back to life again but you stay a monster mm -hmm. so the idea of coming back as a person again is like taking all these different things and mixing them up and stuff like well in the sequel because he was dead at the end we clearly saw Claude Rains beat the living shit out of him with his yeah. cane. Claude Rains doesn't let anyone leave alive. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, no. He's a badass bitch. <laughs> but he did this time because, well, they, they obviously, this was such a success for Universal. Like, this was a success. Um, and they wanted to capitalize on that and they come out with the sequel and it's the where he meets Frankenstein because with Claude Rains the size that he is I don't think we appreciate as audiences how big he actually is and they thought the only thing that's going to scale up to him is Frankenstein no, and that's where they Chaney. went with that yeah Lon yeah. Chaney Jr yeah um, and and they, they, they went with the Frankenstein thing and their reasoning for bringing from him coming back from the dead was doesn't matter that is literally it. They open up the casket, yeah. his casket, and he goes, oh, my God, he looks so natural. And he just opens his eyes and like, oh, my God, he's alive. And that's it. That is 
that's it. And this is no after this is after Claude Rains being a doctor for a whole film, just being <laughs> just being like a man of science and being like, should have checked his pulse, really. Hmm. Yeah, no, he was so he was dead, and he, throughout the whole movie, he is so pissed that he's being brought back. He wants. He wants to die. Dracula's in this too, by the way. Bela Lugosi <laughs> is back as Dracula because Dracula does end up assisting him in his death, which is so funny. He's standing on a um, balcony and he he run. Bela Lugosi runs the balcony and then he yeah. puts his arms out, transforms very slowly, by the way, into a bat. And then all of a sudden, Lon Chaney Jr. comes launching off the balcony and out the window, and there he goes. And that was his plan all along. Um. It's, it sounds like such a... I haven't seen it. I generally haven't seen it. We I need have just, to watch this. We, we need really to need to watch this one. Um, but again, going back to the Creature episode where I mentioned about... Um, oh my God, what's his name? Boris Karloff. Mm. That movie was made for him. So was this one. Mm-hmm. This movie was made with the mind that Boris Karloff was going to play. Did they just at Universal just have like loads of scripts and was like... Right, Boris Karloff, Boris Karloff, Boris Karloff. We'll just it. see if it happens. They must do, like you know, because you get that with actors where you get like, because obviously, like we were saying um, on the on the the the, the original big, big Monsters podcast, it was the fact of like you were committed to a studio. So once they signed you up for a studio, they were like, okay, what can we use this person as? Yeah. So you genuinely just got vehicles where you went, this is a Bette Davis movie. Oh, this is a Joan Crawford mo- movie. This is a Bella Lugosi movie. This is a, you know, Lon mm-hmm. Chaney Jr. movie. And, and you know, and they kind of went, hey, we've got this person on contract. What scripts would suit them? And I think there's something wonderful about that. Like, because you get it, you still get it nowadays where they go, oh, we want like, you know, uh, Johnny Depp to play this and we wrote it with them in mind kind of yeah. thing. But like back in those days, they genuinely must have just gone, yeah, we we wrote this specially for this person because they're in contract and they can't say no, basically. Well, but, Boris Karloff can because yeah, he said Boris no Karloff. to a lot of things. Um he said it like, was because he didn't makeup, want the makeup. Right? Yeah, the makeup. Yeah. The makeup I think you said much. that on I think you said that on the I, I'm having like memories. I'm sure you said that either on Creature or on the, you know, we've talked a lot a lot about monsters. Yeah. <laughs> but Bill Lugosi really wanted this movie. Yeah. He and they really, said no. No. They said, you can play the gypsy, but you're not playing the werewolf. No chance. Yeah. You can be a werewolf, which I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place, but I yeah. have to get this out. And I brought this up on the monster one. Why is he a werewolf and him a wolf man? Well, the, this is well. To be fair, Bella Lugosi isn't a werewolf or a wolfman. He's a fucking Alsatian. I paused yes, it he is. when I was. I paused it when I was watching it, and it's just a fucking German Shepherd. It like, is it's not. It is. <laughs> it, it is. is um, it's Lon Chaney Junior.'s dog. His real life dog called Moose that played yeah. the dog that attacks him. That is supposed For- to be Bella Lugosi. Like I'm, and I'm pretty sure it's for a second because basically you see a long shot of like the silhouette of a German Shepherd, effectively. It that's is. what it looks like. And then it kind of cuts away, and then it cuts back when it's attacking him, and then it's turned into a cuddly toy where he's like <laughs> yeah, punching he's this like cuddly silhouette of a cuddly toy, and, it's just, and he's just going like special effects. You know, it's just going to get better from here. And then you no. see the actual the the booties and the the bouffant. You're like, never mind. <laughs> it's got a bump it in. 
No, but what, what, what they should have done is they should have got his pet dog, the German Shepherd, and put it in the bouffant <laughs> and done all of that, like for consistency. So had it walk on its hind leg on its yes, tippy toes. On its tippy yeah. toes. So the, the makeup itself, right. So Jack Jack Pierce bless <laughs> Jack Pierce, bless his bless his heart. He was a stickler for his way of makeup. And this is half the reason why Universal had to let him go is because he <laughs> would not move on from the way he did makeup. He literally was, you know, the makeup case. Mm. That was then you know that was his thing he didn't like prosthetics or rubber is what it was used back then it's like it's obviously evolved into prosthetics now but back then it yeah. was rubber and he only negotiated on the nose mm. so when you look at Lon Chaney Jr in the makeup he has a rubber nose very yeah. clear because you can see all the edges around here and oh, yeah. um, the hair is yak hair which they still use in um makeup today because apparently it's very easy to manage and to deal with yeah and, he... and yaks haven't unionized yet exactly so yes. we're all good um and they would he literally stuck it hot glued it to his face and then singed the ends of it so that's why it looks as rough as what it does when it goes right you can tell you can see the singe marks like i know it's in black and white but everyone if you've if you've been as daft as I am and burnt your hair before with a lighter just to see what happens, then you've seen singe marks before. Oh, it's the smell. It's the smell. I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how they did his makeup. They singed around his face. And obviously that hair is just... Couldn't, couldn't just they have hair. just, like, you know, put loads of PVA, like, glue in a shotgun and then rolled him around in a cat person's house? <laughs> just, just go, okay, that'll do it. There. Literally hot glued his face. Six Origin hours, six hours yeah. of makeup. Originally, they weren't going to show the wolf at all, though. They wanted to make it. Um, when they saw the treatment, the, the original storyline was when um, Karloff said he didn't want to have prosthetics or he didn't mm -hmm. want to do it. They were like, "Oh well, this version that they made was." Um, they wanted to make it more of a psychological type horror thing, mm -hmm. where they wanted to. Um, you're seeing it you're it's up to the audience to decide whether they thought larry was descending into madness or mm. he was having an episode or he really was a werewolf but then they saw the design for the wolf and after kyle have turned it down yeah they went they went that route instead so yeah well i i think the great thing is that uh bizarrely because i watched this uh earlier today i watched it again earlier today on internet uh archive so archive.org which it's free on all the universal move monster movies are on there for free which is brilliant but then the follow-up movie it recommended was called she wolf of london yes and that was done I in 1946. yeah i didn't know it existed but i was shakira it. It was Shakira. Shakira. <laughs> um, so good, they named her twice. Apparently. <laughs> uh, but no, but but in this film, it's exactly that. So you can tell that they kind of had this idea, and they went, "Hey, let's go with it." Because mm -hmm. basically, in this movie, you don't see an actual wolf creature, and it's about a werewolf. Werewolf, but you never see it, and it's all about the psychological effect it has on the person who's like, "Oh, oh, God, I'm a werewolf. How do I stop this?" You know. And it's quite cool because it does take it in that direction without being a sort of monster movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Although there probably would have been a lot of people disappointed because they're like, oh, there's no monster in it. Like... And, um, there's no monster. <laughs> <laughs> there's no monster and there's like none monsters. There's in no monster. There? Can you believe it? Like... 
That is my <laughs> attempt at a Newcastle or whatever accent. Oh, God, please don't try it again. <laughs> and Everyone hear mine. has unsubscribed. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to hear mine. That'll really get everybody gone. So. Oh, gosh. Well, the um, well, Lon Chaney Jr., I didn't. I found this so bizarre. Now he is he is a he is probably a middle aged man at this point. Like I say, middle aged. Like he's probably about in his thirties or something. This <laughs> is like then. one of his first. This is like one. But this is like one of his first films. He did not start acting until his dad died. Mm-hmm. Wow. When Lon Chaney died, he then started acting, and I was like, holy shit! His dad had such a pull that he said, "You're not to act." He knew fine well he would never act. Until his dad died. His first, yeah, his first movie was of Mice and Men, where he and played he, Lenny. Yes, and they and they gave him the six, uh, they gave him six inch, like espadrilles to wear mm-hmm. to make him like really big and imposing. And now all I can see is Lenny as Larry, <laughs> the lurker. You know, it's mm-hmm. so it's like I can see that big imposing thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen every. The the majority of the people that I've seen on here say that he is six foot, but because he's as tall as he is wide, he gives off this larger uh-huh. uh, frame. But then his dad was apparently six three. Lon Chaney himself was apparently. I six always thought three. Lon Chaney was short. Yeah, when I see when I see. I, I haven't watched Phantom of the Opera in, in its entirety, and I will do because I'm really excited for us to talk about that one. Mm. Um, because I I do appreciate like Lon Chaney's work with. Like in within makeup, especially I can't wait for that face. Oh, well, he did the smiling man, didn't he? And he did the, <laughs> yeah. he did the makeup for the smiling man, and the smiling man is the inspiration of the Joker. So yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to the Cheneys. Um, but yeah, he wasn't. His, his name isn't even Lon Cheney Junior. No, it's I can't remember Crichton. what it is. It's Crichton. Crichton, that's it. Crichton, yes. And then obviously he wasn't going to get recognized. And then because daddy was gone, he could use Lon Chaney Jr. And it worked for him. They billed but, him for a long time as Lon Chaney after his dad yeah. died. Uh, and he said he didn't like it because it creeped him out too much. He, he didn't feel like it was right. It so, sounded a bit disrespectful from yeah. what I was reading the day that it was just, he didn't, he didn't hate his dad. Like he just, and he didn't want to disappoint him, but he knew fine well his dad being who he is, he was never going to work. So he just was like, I'll wait until the old man cocks it. But apparently <laughs> Lon, Chaney Jr., Lon Chaney died quite youngish. Um, so yeah, he got he, he got his big break. But Mice of Men is what really put him into Universal's eye. And they were like, we need him. Because he, he has the Chaney name attached to him. Well, Chaney himself was um, so into the makeup side of stuff, yeah. the dad, that he wrote an entry for the Encyclopedia Britannica in 1929 specifically about movie makeup um wow. because he was he was so into it which then carried on to Lon Chaney Jr because he loved it as much and so he fell out a lot with Jack Pierce as they yes. were making when the he was sellotaping cat hair yeah. <laughs> and he was like I think you um, would have preferred sellotape uh, Boris Karloff said that he used to sleep in the 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 mask because he didn't want to go through the process of having to take it off and how excruciating it was so Karloff used to sleep in it whereas Cheney Jr turned around and said I'm not doing that because I'm so scared my eyelids are going to stick together and I'm not going to be able to open them ever again 
because mm-hmm. of the way Jack was applying the makeup. So he was like, this has to come off daily. So yeah. they had to cram in the filming for the wolf bits to into one sort of section of days so that he wasn't yeah. in it for an excessive amount of time. But well, the, the transformation scene um interesting fact number god knows what now <laughs> the, the makeup the makeup was six hours on three hours off so that's not in the grand scheme of things what we know today with prosthetics and such that doesn't seem too bad but when you're getting hot glued for six hours like yeah that's gonna hurt but the transformation scene is done by what is called lap dissolve and goodwill's probably screaming at us because i'm probably getting this wrong and you know you know, it's production, and um, but yeah. yeah, it's called lap dissolve, and it literally is, it is ta- it is taken a shot of each individual bit, and then lapsing it together, and so poor Lon Chaney had to go from, it literally hours of just standing there while they panned up with him not with his normal body, and then hours of him panning up with his makeup on. So he was probably in makeup a lot longer doing that than he was anything else. Poor bloke, man. Poor bloke. No, thank you. Nuts, isn't it? Like he's looking for his art. I mean, well, this is the thing. Obviously, me and uh, Goodwill do the Trekking Up North podcast, and obviously, a lot of the like the stuff we have in Star Trek, where it's kind of normalized in the nineties, where you just mm-hmm. go, "Hey, you're a character, and you're in this, you're in every single episode of this show, and it's eight hours of makeup mm-hmm. to get the prosthetics and stuff on, and then that's you done for the day, and you're like." Can you imagine doing that? Like, it's so scary how normalized it can be in acting yeah. to be like, hey, just go through all like, of this. Like, we're crazy. watching Guardians of the Galaxy, and all these people are all in either prosthetics or really heavy duty makeup. And we were like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's it's just totally, completely normal. But yeah. looking at it from back then, it just it blows your mind that these people actually endured it. <laughs> Yeah. But to be fair, Jack Pierce with a fucking glue gun, you just be like, I mean, surely that's the universal mon- monster that doesn't get credited enough. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. I know that's the reason why he kind of had to go, because I think it was, I was watching Rick Baker was on this. You glued hair to his face. Yeah, you know? just like, yes, yes. <laughs> well, no, we've got another 40 years before like health and safety gets invented. It's fine. Oh, it's all right. My God, they could not get away with that today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Rick Baker was saying like the saddest part is he just wouldn't, he just wouldn't progress with the times. Yeah. He wouldn't look into other aspects of makeup. It was his way or the highway. And unfortunately, mm. we've, I know everyone knows the my highway. feelings on this man, but Bud Westmore then came in and went, I'll do it. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> we fucking hate Bud Westmore, by the way. <laughs> Get in the bin. Get in the fucking bin. bin. <laughs> um, I have a, an interesting factoid of the writing. Hmm. So the ancient poem that's read out constantly and the take bits yeah. and pieces from it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, even I've got to tell you, even a man who is pure of heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf's being blooms and the autumn moon is bright people generally thought that was real so fucking like a real yeah yeah like a real yours is it on the back of there oh yeah can we just appreciate dan's backdrop this week guys i forgot to mention it it's so special again (laughs) i'm I'm so so special but yeah people thought it was genuine 
like genuine, like a genuine folk German folklore tale, and it is fucking not. <laughs> no, yeah, I I do love the idea though that like I was arguing this the other day where it's like technically everything is made up, <laughs> so it's made up for the movie, but technically it's like you know. It's, but it sounds good, but I get annoyed that they hammer it home so many times. They're obviously so impressed with this little rhyme they made. The three different characters say it in the, in the space of about five minutes. And you're like, we get it. <laughs> but yeah. they've brought it into like modern day because it, the whole quote was used in 2004's Van Helsing. Mm. And they was used it? that whole speech. Yeah. And yeah. then Florence and the Machine brought out a song called Howl which is one of my favourite ones of her songs. I'm not a big Florence and the Machine person, but on yeah. the Lungs album, Howl is all about her turning into a werewolf. And they mm. quote, she quotes that entire speech from the movie what? in the lyrics. Um, <laughs> there you go. Useless fact for you. Yeah. Well, that's quite interesting. That. So, um, I just, I actually got really fascinated by the writer um, when doing my little research today. The writer is a German Jew who spent the majority of his life fleeing Nazi Germany. And mm. when it came down to writing this, he tried to... Now, I was trying to see the similarities between what he was trying to say with the escapers, like trying to escape and run away. And he had to pretend a lot of times to be somebody that he wasn't. So there was yeah. a lot of kind of transformation going on. And I was trying to put the two together because he did... That, that his life heavily influenced how he wrote this and have mm. really struggled to find that yeah comparison that's, that's not what i would yeah i didn't get that at all from the film mm. so it's uh yeah that's yeah i didn't because it's that it's that weird thing because it's very much like i i took this film in my humble humble bald opinion as like a from a modern day perspective he is Act, he acts in a way um because obviously what they say about the wolf is the wolf brings out the evil in the person mm. so basically like you know but basically you know we... i think you've broke down again <laughs> no, but... no, oh, i mean if evil is going like this behind a tree yeah then, no, 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 i no, mean but okay <laughs> it's a shit one but but it's the idea of like obviously what they say in yeah. the film is basically like the curse of the werewolf yeah. brings out the evil in a man and makes it manifest yeah with little booties and the bouffant <laughs> And Jack Pierce with a fucking, you know, yak hair and a boogan. <laughs> but, um, you know, no, no, I know everything. This is the perfect way to do it. Just hold on. <laughs> Get me more yak hair. I love how we Bye, think cool. that Jack Pierce is a Five very more hours English to go. Well, you know, cool. Like, now, Get me some more of makeup. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but it's the idea of like that's the thing. And obviously we have him being a sex pest at the beginning. Like the fact is that, you know, the way that uh, the girl reacts to it shows that it's what he's doing is not acceptable. Like, you mm -hmm. know, where like he's actually where's it? I wrote it in the notes, but it's the idea of like, you know, he goes to the shop, he's like, Oh no, I want the ones that are in your bedroom. And oh yeah, that... I've seen you undressing. And and then why did he say that? That yeah. was and so weird. Is, he it... stares at her, and I didn't realise it until I watched it today. But when he's sort of saying, Oh, I'd like to see some earrings, and she goes, Oh, here's the earrings, he doesn't look at them once, he just stares directly at her. The same when she's showing him the canes, he just stares at her, he doesn't pay any attention to anything she's doing. And then when he just goes like, uh, you know. Uh, he goes like, oh, cool, I'd like to be with you or something. She goes, oh, no, no, but my dad will know and immediately tries to call like, yeah. for her dad. And he's like, no, 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 
and and what to me that suggests that him going he realizes that he doesn't want her dad to get involved and it made me feel like this has happened a lot so on his travels this is how he's been with women and for me in a modern sense i felt like him becoming the wolf man is basically i i felt that the film was about not misogyny but basically the idea of him being a beast as a man and it becoming manifest in him becoming an actual beast yeah that that's what i took as the meaning but i kind of get that that's probably a modern take whereas at the time they were like he's acting perfectly normal like that's how yeah, men act that's the, Ooh, yeah she's just playing hard to get and you that know, was he, very what we're, looking, we're, yeah, we're looking at it through eyes of 2023 mm. and how things are right now. We're not looking at it as in 19, what, 40? What did I say? 40 1941. 1941. We're not looking at it through their, that eyes because they're not looking at they're, they're not really paying attention to the fact that he is completely staring at her and wants to go into her bedroom. They're not yeah. paying attention to that. <laughs> I mean, later on, he later on when she when he goes like, "Oh, I, I honestly, I was just staying through a telescope, so I've been lying to you this whole time, you know, like about crazy stuff." And then, and then she is visibly shocked. She's just like, "No, no, you know, <gasps> it's just nuts." Like it's yeah, it's the but it's the doctor I don't for me. Get escapism. Gets... I'm not. I'm not. I don't. Get I don't get what that. You're saying about the author basically saying, "Oh, it was about sort of running from your problems," because. Because he doesn't like no like he has an occasion to kind of leave town and he promptly doesn't no well, he, he doesn't well, he tells he... his dad and then his dad's like let's tie you to a chair that'll fix things it's the it's the doctor's okay, approach <laughs> it's the doctor's can... approach where he's like it's okay you did all these things you're a good man you come from a good home you go <laughs> to your bedroom <laughs> like fuck me sleep it off yeah, exactly. Yes, like <laughs> that doctor offered no help whatsoever, like at He's all. A useless character. The doctor. He was. He was like... actually like saying your behavior is perfectly fine because they, they, of your family. Basically, I made a note. I made a note about like bloody um. Oh, what is it? It's. Yeah, you know, the, the the doctor earlier where they're going like, oh, I wonder how this happened, and oh, well, he, you know, after he's been attacked. The first time and then they're like oh there was blood all all over his uh, clothing and there was blood all over his clothing but then he didn't actually have a wound that's strange and the doctor's like hmm maybe the shock did it and you're like what <laughs> like, the, the the shock saw uh, his clothes yes yes made blood appear on them what then made there no made there be no wound okay yeah, right, yeah. You know? the, the doctor was making any excuse for it to be mental health as opposed to his actual behavior he would do he did anything in his power to do i remember when i was watching it the first time and i was like am i fucking hearing this right is he just excusing everything it, it sounds like and obviously you know we take mental health very seriously because in nerdum we are all fucked in the head uh that is that is a thing but it's the fact of like it feels like you know those people where they're just nasty people and then they cover it up by being like oh i've got mental health problems it's like you don't seem to be trying though you know you don't seem to be like you don't seem to be like reeling them in or you know doing anything there and no it feels and that, very much like the doctor's just like oh well you know he's rich and he's got mental health problems he can kill a gypsy you know you're like, it's okay, by all means right? yeah it, it it was bizarre to us when i was watching it how he was just like flippantly oh it's okay you're okay buddy you just go to bed <laughs> sleep it off <laughs> 
fine in the morning, young man. You know, just sleep off lycanthropy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Take two paracetamol, you know, you'll be fine. Oh, gosh. So this movie was shot on the Universal Backlot, which is classed, and it was classed as their Europe town. Right. And they <laughs> they could interchange this into anything. So we've seen probably every Universal monster movie is filmed on the same backlot. <laughs> and the fog that they used um was not really was not really the like dry ice we get today. Um it was, was incredibly... it you with a vape. It was <laughs> cinnamon scented vapor. And I was sat next to her. Oh, Sammy. Um, sorry. Absolutely not. Two at once. Two at once, just at the side. Two at once. Um, absolutely not. No. It was very toxic and almost kills the leading actress because the scene where she faints in it, she didn't get back up. Wow. And everyone what? left her. Yeah. They did not know she was there until eventually it cleared and they saw her. <laughs> yeah. It was very toxic. <laughs> it was not. We talk about health and safety. Fucking none in this film. <laughs> <laughs> in saying that, did you hear about the bear incident? <laughs> There was a bear. Yeah. Hold on, no, you need to tell us now. You can't just roll <laughs> well, then, in with yeah. a statement like that. <laughs> well, there was a, a scene that they were going to have in there where the gypsies had a bear, like a dancing bear, because mm. it was all the fashion back then. Mm. Um, disgusting, but all the fashion. And uh, they brought a real bear on on to set, and the bear took a disliking to to Evelyn Anchors or a liking. Either way, no one knows. Yeah. And it chased her across the set. She was lucky enough to be quick enough to be able to climb a certain way up some of the rafters, and one of the set hands yanked her up into the into the roof structure because uh, the bear went for her. So they had to scrap the entire scene and take the bear out of the equation because I don't know what happened to the bear. I can't find any information out about that. But yeah, it was crazy. They, they, they it. <laughs> I'm guessing so. I'm guessing so. You know. I, I just wow. love the fact that there was just like a day at work where you're like. Yeah, there was a bear chase. You know, yeah. There was a bear chasing a woman across the thing. Like, like you don't really get that in office environments, and I think that's no, a shame. you don't. No. And that, that poor actress, she had to put up with like Lon Chaney Jr. trying to constantly scare the shit out of her. She then passes out in fog, and the whole cast and crew fucking forget about her, and then she gets chased the by bear a bear. Yeah, I, I think this is she the had whole no thing, fun. though. Like, I, I don't want to sound like sort of crappy and liberal and stuff but it's the fact of like watching all these old movies makes me go whoa it was really horrible to be a female actress back then because you oh, got God, no yeah. breaks whatsoever at all like but you know, to be fair she's yeah. only just now getting recognized as being the first screen queen her nickname was queen of the bees because she was always in what they classed as b movies or horror movies and her scream became quite synonymous, not as famous as the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. But yeah, Queen of the Bees, it just sounds really shit, doesn't it? I, I mean... really fucking like it. No, I mean, <laughs> Queen of the Bees. Release <laughs> the bees. It just makes me think Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Bees, not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> well, can we do that at some point? Because that well, is Nicolas not Cage. A Nicolas Cage. Could just do a deep dive on Nicolas Cage's career. But yes. speaking, of, speaking of which, though, that, Six that's days a terrible long. movie. I love the fact that a committee of people sat down and went, We're gonna, we need to remake The Wicker Man. 
But <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> but hear, hear me out. Okay. Rather than being set in a sort of like Scottish island, it's going to be rural America. And rather than being like sort of like, you know, um, pagans, they're going to be beekeepers. Right? <laughs> Is that what they were? It, well, it's like a little community and they're famous for making their honey and that's where the bee thing comes right, from. And, right, you, okay. and you're just like, all of this is a bad idea. But, um, you know, although it does have a... That, that is my favourite thing in the entire world, though, where he runs... What is it? He's dressed as a bear. He runs up to a woman, punches her, steals her bicycle and rides off on it dressed as a bear. And I'm just going, this existed in a script at some point, and nobody said anything. About, like... It's the usual Sunday for me, that. This is a horror movie. <laughs> it just reminds me of that Keenan Peel sketch where they're sitting down at the table, um, throwing out ideas for Gremlins 2, and every single one of these crazy ideas is the plot point for Gremlins 2. <laughs> Odd. It's a fire that just reminded us of that. I just someone sitting at a table going, yes to that, yes to that. Let's get Nicolas Cage in with some bees. Do it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It, it's it's terrifying. But yeah, but but no, I think I think Queen of the Bees is a great like, I love that. I think, in, I think it's really like that. I will in, say though, I I made a note of how fucking much I love Jenny's scream. You know, when Jenny gets attacked by Bella Lugosi as a werewolf. That that is a Hollywood scream. It's so good, <laughs> and I know a lot of women screaming. <laughs> but yeah, it's um yeah because her scream, uh, Anchor's scream, became synonymous. Um, like it wasn't as like I said as popular as the Vil the Wilhelm scream because that is now used forever and a day. Wait, it's a joke. Every 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 like sound uh, designer for films goes, "How can I fit the will?" The Wilhelm scream into this film yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but she, she, they didn't need to do that with her, which was quite, it was a point of pride with her that they didn't oh. have to superimpose their screams or use someone else to be her scream. Like, you know, Janet Lee, like you were saying in Psycho, had yeah. her, had to replace the scream. And it, it, it just, it was a point of pride for her, but she gave up acting to become a housewife. Hmm. So she 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 started to cultivate this amazing career. She was born in Chile, but she was actually English. Um, and uh, well, her parents were English, but they brought her back to England. And when she realised there wasn't much of a career in in movies in England at the time, she moved to the US. Um, and she started off her career and did a very small span in Hollywood years. And she managed to get quite a lot of films under her belt in that time. And then she ran off with one of the leading men and they got married and had kids and she was just happy to be settling down. And then she went off and did a last movie in the sixties, but she died in the nineties. So she, she had a good knock-ins. That's yeah. it though. When you, when you say uh, about the level of films that she's done, that likely is somebody's normal career because fuck yeah. me, did they used to spit them out back then? Yeah. They, well, remember what I was saying on, on the monsters one about like, the the annoying fucking woman who's in the Invisible Man and in fucking uh, Bride of Frankenstein, and then we let then when we looked at her IMDb page, she's like a hundred and twenty movies, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, and just nobody realised she was terrible. That's that's <laughs> impressive. You know, oh, can I'm we so talk about Bella Gorsi's sister? The I don't know the actress's name, but an when I heard it. 
when Maria's I heard it today, something. I was like, I'm never going to be able to pronounce that. So she's not going yeah. on my cast list. Um, <laughs> it's Maria Bush. something. It's Maria she something. Was, yeah. She was mesmerizing in that. I actually really enjoyed her performance. Uh huh. Yeah. The, I mean, the I, I wrote her off as soon as she appeared as a gypsy woman. I was still going, oh, God, it's going to be like Bride of Frankenstein. It's going to be like, you know, she's going to come out with this Cockney accent. <laughs> yeah, <didn't he? laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. what's happening? And then she plays it in this really wonderful, like scary, but wise kind of yeah. way. And the fact, you know, like the fact that she's she's almost like death, where basically whenever something bad like you know someone dies she kind of swoops in and then she's kind of given these like gypsy last rites kind mm. of thing at the end and it's yeah it's brilliant because like because it's weird i wonder if at the time this was meant to be sort of oh gypsies and their weird pagan traditions or whatever whereas mm. now we're looking at it being like this is kind of like a fair hearing for some of it but then mm -hmm. you know for some of these things because they're not bad like nobody's going oh bloody gypsies coming over here and with their evil ways and stuff people are actually like oh cool it's gypsy folk oh that's good you know like you know it seems a yeah. bit like oh let's go and get our fortunes told or oh no one of them died oh what a shame you know and it it seems fairer than we're kind of used to in later films but um what's the thing i wrote like yeah, and then, and then I I don't know if I'm going to be able to mention it later, but one of my favourite points I wrote down is the irony of the scene between her and the priest. Yeah. Uh, because he has a scene with the priest, and then he's just like, I can't believe you're going to be celebrating at this funeral. And there, and she's like, well, that's our tradition. And he's like, hmm, fighting against superstition is as hard as fighting Satan himself. And I'm like, you are a priest. <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you, don't, you shouldn't believe in superstition. Yeah. My invisible superstition, my invisible like man in the wow. sky is more my real God. than yours. And you're just sitting there being like, okay, this is a weird conversation to have. Yeah, that is terrible. Like the I know they were saying on this documentary that obviously Lon Janey Jr.'s Jr.'s name is like plastered across the middle of it, but people were not coming to see him. It was her and her performance when they heard how good she was, because she has such a presence and like that calm and tone that she has throughout. She's mesmerizing and people wanted to see her. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And it's so Did cool that I can't remember the name. Joe, uh, Joe, Dan. <laughs> Why am I calling you Joe? <laughs> Dan. I answer to anything. <laughs> I don't even know where I... Joe came from. <laughs> Hang on a I, second. I only I only answer to Graham Sonoy's Velvet. I can't pronounce Sonoy's. So <laughs> it's like I've tried every time when I'm when I'm promoting your podcast is they come up with Admiral Sonoy's. I can't say it. <laughs> yeah, <that's> Graham. <laughs> that spicy chimichanga. <laughs> I just found out what a chimichanga was the other day. It was very nice. A burrito, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a fried burrito, and I'm just like what beautiful sorcery is this right she she did 25 films that's, that's nothing back compared to what it was back then <laughs> in total that was before she did 25 films um but did you know at the time she was only six i think it was six years older than bella lugosi really yeah oh, and <laughs> i'm assuming it was consistent though <laughs> um, I'd like to think so. Did you say the way you said it, it sounded like the the difference got wider as they got older? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like that's not how age works. <laughs> it's all the chimichangas. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, diversion a little bit. The did you know that this was one of the first films to ever have Easter eggs in it? Not actual no. physical eggs, yeah. but Easter really? eggs. As we know them. Yeah, no. Yes, 
in the there's two the first one is that they use the 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 village set that you see mm-hmm. um was the village set that was used in frankenstein when they bring the and i'm gonna say yeah, it because everyone wedding. wants me to say it where he brings the yeeted kid in on his arms yeah and then they're, they're in the uh the village bit that is the same village set that they used for that the yeah. second easter egg mm-hmm. is that they mm-hmm. used the church was from the original hunchback of notre dame that his dad was in and the dancing of the gypsy girl that is in the wolfman is very similar to the dance that esmeralda does in the hunchback of notre dame so i think that's really good yeah she's she's very good at this on the first one when we did creature fucking blew my mind with some shit <laughs> like still i can't get it. over peter jackson i will you? not get over peter jackson beat like <laughs> being potentially directing a creature from the black lagoon movie oh, cannot get my good. head around it but this is what good was like on the bloody track podcast where he just goes oh it's i know all these random it. facts and i'm like okay i just it's like fun. the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is Dan. She just comes out with the best facts. Like last week, I was just waiting for it. I think it's going to be like each week. I'm going to get oh, she cut this week because she just comes out with the best facts. Like mine is shit. <laughs> you probably know this one already, but nowhere in this movie do they show the full moon. Nowhere. I didn't yeah. know that. Yes. yes. Well, this is the thing. Like in the law of this, is it the full moon that does it? Because all we hear is that it's when the wolf bane blooms. <laughs> And <laughs> and yeah, and it doesn't seem to make any sense because obviously Bella Lugosi's. I need like, that poem back in front of us again. Sorry. Hold on, it, hold on, no, I'll, it, I'll read it. I'll read it out. Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Dad, <laughs> um, but it's um, but no, but it, it's. But Bella Lugosi, like, surely, mm. if you knew you it was a full moon and you were going to turn into a wolf, you'd be like, actually, let's not do fortunes tonight. That might be a that might yes. cause issue. So you wonder. So it seems to be more random in this. Like, does it mention that it's a full moon thing, or it doesn't seem it to have any of that? It's it it's that terrible dream sequence that I would like to talk about <laughs> in a minute because that is the thing that sets him after he's been bitten scratched whatever the bleeding there happens there noshed yeah <laughs> that'll do it i'm pretty sure in werewolf law that'll count dan just note next time didn't wear any makeup when you come on this when you come on mugrium because mine's halfway down my fucking face i'm not sure if it's across uk slang that one so <laughs> where i'm from that means something completely different but you um, would turn into a werewolf after it i'm pretty sure ex- yes well yeah. hold on let me just google that <laughs> <laughs> well that's my search history ruined that's what i say <laughs> cia will be searching you out yeah they um <laughs> i'm waiting for them <laughs> it's the crazy bit where they're doing the like it's like sun rays and sunbursts and then it's flickery faces and it's like and now he's a werewolf <laughs> see i i actually i was gonna say i quite like the dream sequence where it just has all these random imagery and it's all the this and this and this and this i i kind of liked it in that kind of well that was the best they could do at the time but but I don't know. I, I still don't think that kind of has a moon in it or anything. It just feels like here's random moon. events, and it, it felt like it was him going trying to make sense in his mind of 
all these crazy things. And he's like, oh, I'm a werewolf. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, I've just given the audience epileptic fits, but it's fine. We know okay. it, it wasn't quite like, you know, Pokemon, you know, levels of epi epilepsy. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't quite, you know, Porygon Adventure or whatever it was. But <laughs> lost, You lost me there. I'm too old. I'm too old. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not about the Pokemon life at all. But yeah, I did know that there was no moon. But did you also know that Lon Chaney Junior. is also the only Universal monster to have played four four of the the main guys? So he played the Mummy, he played the Wolfman, and you that son of Dracula. So he played Dracula, and he also what? played Frank Frankenstein as well. In one and you played Frankenstein. He didn't play the mummy. He didn't play the mummy in the mummy, though. No, that's that Karloff. Was a, yeah. No, yeah, but yeah. he was in that one's Karloff. <laughs> yeah, but he does. He does play a mummy in one of the mummy movies. Yes. So he's played yeah. the top four. No. It going along. I'm something. agreeing with the yes on the mummy part. I genuinely didn't know that, and only one I knew was Frankenstein, and yeah. that's because they showed the like a still photograph from his Frankenstein, and it's um. It's no, 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 it don't, it, it, it don't work. Um, this is the problem kind of though, it's like to... how good the actors were, where just Boris Karloff was Frankenstein, yeah. Bela Lugosi was Dracula, yeah. and yet the studios didn't kind of go, hey, we need to worship the ground you, work, you walk on because you are this thing. They just went, ah, whatever. It's... They don't want to do it, cool, we get someone else. Surely they should have been like, here's all of the money, you know, please yeah. do Frankenstein it's... again. It's almost like they peeled the makeup off Boris Karloff and hope for the best with Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. It does not fit his face at all. It's almost like... They try to do the head on top of his head. That's mm. the only way I could describe it when I was looking at it was that it's like his head started where his head ended. That's it's like oh, it, no. the top part didn't look right at all. It was so weird. <laughs> I just did not like it. And all I saw was a still photograph. I never saw any movement whatsoever. <laughs> but what I, if I it wobbled, Sammy? What if it was even worse than you suspect? And it, it wobbled when he moved. But would it be would it weevil wobbles? And would it fall down? <laughs> it Frankenstein, Frankenstein it wobbles, but he never falls down. He'd bounce <laughs> off the floor with that thing on his head. He'd be like, but don't we? The I battle of the, the what is it with Lon Chaney and Buffons? He, he <laughs> loves. He loves a a moment. A moment. Well, what we need is we need a wolf man. Like we get it later, but we get a wolf man with a full perm. That becomes like the, <laughs> Who's the kind the full of thing. Perm? Just everything, like seventies onwards, isn't it? Like all of the movies. It just oh, I always like just thought they had like long, shag shabby hair. It is like shaggy hair, but hey. it's got that kind of wonderful thing to it. Oh. I I want to see a wolf man with a blue rinse. <gasps> yes. Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? Or a pink like, rinse, one with a pink yeah. rinse, one with a blue, and then they're just taking over the night. That'd and be they're amazing. Just narrowing on, they're just like, oh, you won't believe where I've been. Oh, <laughs> nightmares. Oh, god. <laughs> I really do love me. I keep seeing this. I keep looking at my wife, and I keep seeing this like symbol star on her hand, and then I'm not biting you now. <laughs> he could do like a whole skit himself, couldn't he? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And um, didn't the one in American Werewolf in London wasn't that almost like kind of because that was proper? He looked like proper werewolfy. He didn't. I look would like describe man it as poofy, but for different but, reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Howling and the Kessler Wolf were both originally designed by the same person. So Rick Baker uh, on Smosh Mogan's 
Yeah, Schmo Schmogan's podcast because I hate him. Um, we'll, never, we'll never see his name on here. <laughs> he, um, oh, I don't hate him. I just think he's a misguided fool. But um, <laughs> I'm allowed to say that because he'll never watch this podcast. Um, Fuck you, Schmushmushin. <laughs> yeah, they were both done by the same. They were both initially designed by the same person, which was Rick Baker. He Legend. started on the Howling, and then he got pulled off of the Howling and went and made the Kessler Wolf. So when you see the Howling Wolf when it's fully transformed, and then you see the Kessler Wolf when they're fully transformed, they're both incredibly similar, but they had to change. Whoever took over from Rick Baker on the Howling, I can't remember who it was, had to make changes to less lessen the Rick Baker of it all. So... <laughs> They did different things with the hair. They, you know, they blew the hair back into a nice um, coif. A font? A, 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 <laughs> and, a and, and a little bit of a side coif and a oh. and, and a nice little uh, beardy see? beard moment, you know. Um, but, I yeah, have, that's... I, I have, like, a little interesting, like, claim. I wouldn't even class it as a claim to fame. It's fucking pathetic. But, the, you know, Ginger Snaps, the makeup artist of Ginger Snaps? Mm. I worked with his sister. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> hey. And I it. was like, I was like, she was saying, yeah, he's he's my brother's a huge makeup artist, and you might know one of his films. And I was like, go on. Then she was like, Ginger Snaps. I went, fuck off. I was like, no, he didn't. And then I had to Google it, and he did. And, and I says, how the hell did he get into that? Like, he's from the northeast of England. You don't expect. Yeah. Like, I, like, where do you even go? And she went, literally, it was a case of. He, to be fair, a... we do have dog soldiers. <laughs> you know, it yes. is a pretty big. This North was back in like the nineties, like the, the early nineties, like late eighties, early nineties. And he was, um, he's been a makeup artist all his life, and he just saw an advert for a school, and he went, and he just saw by having chance meet George Romero, who then got him in contact with Tom Savini, who then put mm-hmm. him into school, who then got him into work. And I was like, the fuck, do you go from Sunderland? To that, like, <laughs> what? It was so interesting. I was sitting there, like, and more, like, tell me more. <laughs> but yeah, that's really because the, the makeup in Ginger Snaps is brilliant. Like, mm. it's really good. It's a guy from the northeast. There you go. Mm. Well, Catherine that... Isabel can do no wrong, so she can do no wrong for me. <laughs> well, do you want to? Do you want to hear something that comes out my mouth quite regularly? Never seen it. <laughs> Have you not? No. Oh, never seen it. It's give it a watch. Yeah, I it's, will, I will. it's more of a coming of age movie. That's like oh. uh, basically, it's a, a. You could look at it as an allegory for a woman who comes into her womanhood. And, well, I'm definitely uh, watching it at the wrong fucking time because I'm going in the other direction shortly. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the initial. Like when you well, watch you the first reminded. one. Well, when you watch the first one, that's the initial. That, that's what it looks like they're playing at getting because they they yeah. they sort of allude to it quite a lot but um she goes full jennifer's body you know where she goes like you, you get megan <laughs> fox go full fox you know yeah you, you get that sort of transition in there but yeah it is um it's another good it's just when you get to the 19 the 1876 sequel or, or, or I think it might have been the third, second, or third one where they go back in time and there's three. Oh, I don't know. I, can't I didn't remember. know there was a third one. I I don't know. I've yeah, seen the sequel actually. Honestly, there is one where they're in the medieval times and there is a castle and there's something I don't even know. 
Why do they keep doing <laughs> this? They did that with Underworld as well, and you're like, no, oh, like, there's too no many Underworlds I cannot keep up with. Like, I genuinely, like, the first one's enough. That's 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 enough for me because I cannot keep up with them. I still can't believe that Kate Beckinsale met Ma- <laughs> met Martin Sheen. They got married and had babies. Michael. Michael, sorry, but I still Compared can't believe. The same. That yeah, would be a very, very different relationship. <laughs> well, not really. Have you seen it now? Have you seen it now? Yeah, I can't get over that. Michael Sheen is like one of my favourite people in the world. And to know that he's been alike and looking the way he did, I was Martin. like, Michael. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you know what I want to say, though? <sighs> and Paul's going to love this. President Kennedy, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Goonies reference. <laughs> oh, God. Any more factoids on the wolf? <laughs> I have got one. Right. Um, right. There was some hoo-ha about the release date of this because he, Pearl Harbor happened on the oh, 7th God, of I December. What is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pearl, Harbor, uh, Pearl Harbor happened on December the 7th, 1941. And so they were like, well, should we put off releasing the movie? And they were like, no, just release it. So they released it on the 9th of December, two days after Pearl Harbor, um, which you think, okay, it's a horror film, no big deal by today's standards. You know, 9-11 happens and then a Freddy's released. You know, it, it they don't correlate. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. There's no correlation. It's not really a, anything. But back in the day, that was a huge, no, no, no. It's a big, like. Yeah. Uh, it was a big faux pas for the studio to do something like that. So they sort of took advantage, though, of the people's fear because people went and watched the movie. And in 1941, it grossed a million dollars, which by today's money is about 20.5 million. Wow. Dan, how much is that in Freddo's? In Freddo's, that's three. Three right, Freddo's okay, yeah. by no, today's standard. They are getting expensive, actually, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember checking that and being like, "How much?" But we mortgage, okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're not a B anymore. But this oh is the this gosh. is the weird thing, though. Like, I remember I was watching something the other day, and it talked about like, "Oh, this film they had to push it back because nine eleven happened," and it's this weird thing of surely, Phil. You know, obviously, it sounds like this is what happened there. Where it's the idea of surely, when a terrible event happens in the world, you go, "Let's escape from that by yeah. watching a movie." Like, I think that's a genius bit of marketing, but mm-hmm. obviously, like, we're saying it was, like, seen as a faux pas, but seems to have paid off, essentially, because, you know, because this has nothing to do with Pearl Harbor, unless <laughs> that was some subtext written in there. Because the, the, actually, no, no, the bit where the Wolfman does get into a, like, you know, a, does a kamikaze attack on, like, you know, yeah, actually, no, I remember that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if it was? I don't think I've ever seen Dan laugh so much. I really don't. I'm, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm I think not... you broke out like, uh, like the third time now. I'm just saying it's the sequel we need. Okay, I, the I'm with Man you. Attacks Pearl Harbor. It would just. That was going to be you. one of my yeah. questions: Is could you see the Wolfman, as in Lon Chaney's Junior, the Wolfman return? You've just answered it right there. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. we did. It was Benicio del. Um, yeah, Benicio, Benicio del Toro. Del Toro, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, he did the I 2010 remake. My, I can't bring myself to watch it. It's not. It's not as creepy as Larry the Lurker. I'll give him mm. that. 
Um, I, I want a t-shirt with Larry the Lurker on. Now. I think I think the problem is that everything we're saying about this film is all of the stuff that isn't the film, and that's the weird thing. Like all the yeah. stuff we're talking about is him being a sex pest, the um, you know, the the doctor being shit and stuff, and the dad being like, oh well, since your brother died, you're the heir now. Isn't that wonderful? Now we've not spoken in so many years, but yeah. yeah, yeah, we've not spo- I, we've not spoken for so many years, but it's okay, son. You're back now. Yeah, yeah. And you can, I know I haven't spoken to you at all, but I know you're a good person. It's like, well, okay, right, kill. He could have been murdering and people. Uh, they are clearly very close in age. Yeah, <laughs> just, but just I think this is like The Wicker Man, where you couldn't do a remake of this film. Yeah. Simply because it's so set in the times of like, but you can happily do a film about a world. Like, it's that weird thing. Like, it's, I get annoyed when they do this with films where they go, hey, we're going to remake a film, but we're going to take everything out of it and just make it what we want to do with the same theme. But this one, I don't think you, I, I think I'd prefer, like, but that's what American Werewolf in London is, essentially. It's a werewolf film. I don't know if you could remake this or continue it in modern times un- unless you were really clever I, think. I, I don't think people are um and i think it just deserves to stay where it is in 1941 it's exactly the same thing i said about creature i don't yeah. want to see it in modern times i want to leave it leave it where it was i'm happy where it was and i'm happy that this can stay there when I first watched this movie, it was only for the Universal Monsters one that we did. Mm. I fucking loved it. Like, and I still, yeah. regardless of everything that's been said tonight, I still really love this movie. It's I was not so a bad intrigued film. by it. It's just, it's, it's not a bad film, but I feel like it, it lacks. You know where I will say from a filmmaking point of view, not that I have many in my repertoire, but um. <laughs> the the way they fade out of a scene or chop a scene and then go into a new scene it seems really disjointed it it yeah. sort of you, it doesn't flow the film it, it sort of pulls you out and then puts you in something else and you're like what what why well, I, I wasn't going to bring it up i noticed that in what, what's the scene we have where it's literally he goes to the shop after he's like you know he's really messed up in the head his hair's all messed up and stuff mm-hmm. and he goes to the shop to talk to her and then he sees the symbol on her palm sees that he's she's then his next victim and then he's like oh and then runs off and then it hard cuts to him being fully suited yeah. and booted in his house just being like okay dad i'm going to leave town for a bit and you're like yes what well that is <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't give you there? it doesn't give you a chance to like take in what you've just saw before you're right in another room and not and it's normal day like it's it's daylight and everyone's dressed in suits and you yeah. just, you're not given a chance to actually appreciate what you've just watched and um, it's something they do in all the universal movies if you've noticed with the endings they just finish there is no it. like yeah it doesn't sort of crescendo into this beautiful ending it's like Oh, uh, he's dead. Done. Uh, you, the know end. you know what, though? I when we talk about a sequel, this makes me think that I would, I would do a sequel to this, but it wouldn't be what you expect because it. I would do this basically set modern times, but basically in the same world as this. But it's basically someone from that family basically looking back on the events and being like, what the fuck? There was a werewolf? <laughs> like, you know, in that kind of Reflecting. capacity. 
and maybe have it where it's like that that's probably where i would take a sequel and it might not have a wolf person in but it might be about the effects of this incident on that village because we can tell at the end that it gets covered up like it's like yeah, the only person cute. the only person is claude rains he's the only person who goes oh well and and uh, uh bella lugosi's sister but it's the idea they're the only ones that went oh god it was a wolf wolf a wolf man hmm. wolf man uh, it was a lycanthrope um and i killed it with a cane and then it turned back into my son and then they come over and they're like oh he must have been attacked by the wolf and died saving us kind of thing and i think what a hero yeah this you could get a sequel and basically go like what about someone discovering that this town hero actually was the person killing people you know you just want to lift the veil don't you you just want to be like look at kirshen lift up and there you go (laughs) yeah i i I think that if you forced me if you sat me down with studio execs and you went hey it's gonna make loads of money we need a sequel to this what would you do that's what i would propose and i would basically have it where kind of rehashes events that happened and Mm, yeah i like that idea no i do like that idea just because i what i want to understand is how I, wouldn't bring Rins Rins bloody, how... I wouldn't bring him back from the dead like they actually did. They did. Like, oh, it turns out he was just alive. And I'm like, yeah. didn't you bury him? No, it's like they, they did. He's buried. He's in his coffin. It's all it's all said and done. <laughs> he is dead. And they literally open it up and he opens his eyes and like, oh, my God, you're alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> what I do is that so shit. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm out. I fucking watched it. I fucking watched it. <laughs> I saw it today. <laughs> I totally forget what I was going to say. It was something about Claude Rains, and I totally sorry. Sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Have you got any more factoids, my love? Uh, this not this specific one here, but the wolf's cane is the <laughs> only existing prop left from the movie that can be physically touched to this day. It, it was the Smithsonian, by any chance. It was. It used to belong to a guy who was like the most avid movie collector ever that ever lived, called Bob Burns. But it mm-hmm. then got sold on, and I think it's in the Smithsonian, but I'm not sure. But the thing that makes me laugh is the head was actually made out of rubber. So mm-hmm. when they were hitting each other with the stick, it, it was. It's not real, Grim. Oh, yeah. please tell me it squeaked as well. I hope so. Like <laughs> a dog toy. Just him hitting an Alsace. Him hitting a German Shepherd. But... <laughs> They're like, we're making a horror movie here. Yes. Glue some more yak hair to this man. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, this is the only existing one left. Oh, I, man. I, I started giggling when you started talking there because you're like, you see this? I've killed a gypsy with this. Yes, I did. <laughs> I like, okay, Dad, admitting Three. murder. <laughs> um, <coughs> the, the only reason I asked if it was in the Smithsonian is because I believe that the majority of Lon Chaney's makeup, like his prosthetics, I yeah. think they're all in there too. Right. Like his eyes from Phantom. Like yeah. they're in, like they are like full on eyes, you know? Yeah. They're like, they're they're like full on big cap things that he shoved in his face. In the, like yeah. he, you think his son suffered with a hot gun? He really, really suffered. <laughs> yeah, lunch. maybe he was protecting his son. He was like, "No, son, don't go into movies." Honestly, yeah. I a, really think that was the job. case. I really what? think that was the case. I don't think he was being an asshole about it. I think he was just like, "Listen, look at the shit that I've had to endure, <laughs> and I did this to myself." Like, you will go through so much worse. <laughs> it's 
it's really crazy like it's, it is i i have to i haven't actually seen the original i know we were on a podcast about it but whenever i talked about it i only referenced the 1946 one with claude rains yeah i have i still haven't seen the original phantom of the opera and i think i'm on that episode so i should probably watch that yeah <laughs> i have to watch it too it's one of my sister's favorite uh, and i had to check with her as well because i was i've seen images of the lon cheney one but then i know that there's something else but I don't know if I was getting myself mixed up with um, Nosferatu. Mm. So I had to text Michaela and I was like, is Lon Chaney in this? She was like, yes, it's all right. Then I know which one I'm talking about now. It's okay. <laughs> I've got, I, I own that movie. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's one of my sister's favorites. This is hence the reason why she begged, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Any any more facts? Because I'm run out. I'm all out of facts. I'm all good. I, yeah. I can do loads of facts, but do they have to be true? <laughs> I mean, well, do you really want to deceive our audience? I can't yes. honestly promise that mine are all true. They're just they Google and YouTube and just but, remember, Graham, my audience today is your audience on a Friday. <laughs> These poor <laughs> bastards getting the, that double whammy. <laughs> you're, getting, just, you're getting Graham on a Friday and uh, a Monday. Yeah, you best. <laughs> They'll be sick of us. I'm just going to, where, where's it going to be? I just want to look at the unsubscribe count and just go in there. <laughs> oh, no. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, you have a here too. <laughs> but yeah, don't, but, um, don't anger the Ferengis and the bloody Klingons. Leave them <laughs> be, man. The Ferengis of YouTube. But uh, no, I... I, I think one of the weirdest thing, and obviously this is me with a lot of modern bias in this, but the dad, Claude Rains, I do love that he's this total, total man of science. And he's just like, no, no, there's a logical explanation for everything. But then he's massively religious. And it just seems this weird <laughs> yeah. kind of thing where he's just like, oh, well, I love telescopes. I love astrology and stuff, but only God knows how the heaven works. <laughs> Heavens work. And you're like, yeah. And then, and then what is it? He says later on, like, yeah, so he says something later on. It's just like it's this weird kind of yeah. How you know how modern <laughs> modern times people are yeah. atheists because they're like, hey, you have science and therefore yeah. you can't prove Logic. a negative, so yeah. you have to be like, we need evidence of God or science says nothing. Mm -hmm. And then in the past, it was the idea of obviously in this day and age, I assume, like you know. The, obviously the time this is set but even in the 40s and stuff you still got people who are very much like oh of course science but obviously you know god, god. you know so it's always god always, always god. god always always god i just remembered what i wanted to say about claude Rains. is he really that stupid he did not know that was his son like what? we could tell it was him no, no, <laughs> Hot glue does a lot of a lot to a man. Oh, that's true. I forget. You know, I forget. Maybe it was like, hang on, my son doesn't smell like smell like burned hair. He's <laughs> not wearing a bump it. He's not got a bump it in. He's no, he can't possibly be my son. My son walks on the flats of his feet, not tippy toes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Claude Rains. My my apologies. <laughs> One does I, not. I also simply... love the idea though that like. Where it's Claude Rains is the dad, and at the beginning they see the portrait of like the the, yeah. the dead brother, and it basically is Lon Chaney. Yeah. Yes, and then you're like, <laughs> "Are you really his dad?" Because yeah. like, <laughs> and I I just love the idea. Of it. it would be good though if they had like 
a picture elsewhere in the house of what his mum looked like. It would and be you know, on Shane, yeah. doing it in drag. And they're like, oh, that explains it because you don't look anything like Claude Rain. <laughs> Oh, I just want that other picture to exist. It's, just silly. it's the same pose the and everything. Just stuck the, like... two, the two sons, who Lon Chaney and the mother, Lon Chaney and Claude yeah. Rain. I'm going to be honest, Brilliant. this is and not how I expected the picture, to do The milkman <laughs> arrives and looks exactly like Lon Chaney Jr. And you're like, hmm. Yeah, get it now. I can't believe we're questioning <laughs> bloody Claude Rain's parentage. My gosh. <laughs> I well, honestly, he's he half the man. man. He's, he's so small. He's half the man Lon Chaney was, <laughs> but <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> I just I didn't realize how small he was until I was watching the Invisible Man. I was like, "Fuck me, he is like he's tiny. He's a tiny tot." Nothing wrong with a tiny guy. They fold better. But um, <laughs> I have I have to say though, like watching these, like I said at the beginning, I have a crush on Claude Rains. Um, no, even, you like, don't it, say. But um. <laughs> But it's just that thing of just going, he's such a good actor. He looks, he he's got this wonderful look such to a him. Presence. And obviously that, that voice, you know, like. In in Invisible Man, he's just, I can't wait to talk about that one either. And I think you're on that one too. I was <laughs> I like, the minute, the minute they came up, I was like, Graham, you have to, like, you have to be on the Invisible Man. Just because I know obviously how much you love Claude Rains. And you can do that movie justice. <laughs> I fucking, I, I you don't fucking know, can. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love that movie. Like I did gush about that. Like it's what is it? Where have I? Have I still got my notes? Um, <laughs> I can't believe Brim's I literally the the previous <laughs> notes from the first episode. I dug them out and it just says telescope pervert. That is just a note, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I love the idea of like the grave digger scene. You know, the first person uh, the Wolfman kills, where it's the grave digger. Yeah, I yeah. just. In the back of my mind when I was watching it, I was just imagining him being like, oh, wouldn't it be ironic if I got killed while I'm digging a grave? Ah, oh. You know, like, and Smash. then he does. But, <laughs> we haven't talked about the bear trap, but what did I vote? I, I rated all of the movies. Oh, my movies. God, the bear trap. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that. it. Because, yeah, um, we had Wolfman, Creature, and Phantom that I gave 7 out of 10s because I really liked them. It was only the mummy that I gave an 8 out of 10. You, yeah, I remember you. It was only the mummy that really I liked the mummy. more than these. But then the rest, like Frankenstein, Bride, Dracula, even Invisible Man. Because the problem is, whatever we say, however we much we gush about the Invisible Man, that fucking woman. That is <laughs> that's minus four points to start. You know, because it's like I don't care if she was someone's mum. I just I don't know how someone can have a whole Hollywood career. From the Make a Wish Foundation, that's literally <laughs> the that's the only way I can imagine that she was. It's coming. that it's that voice. Oh my god, it's that voice! But... The screams, the screams in Bride of Frankenstein. It's just like stop screaming, please. Oh, screams in the about just don't scream. <laughs> well, I think we best off wrap this bad boy <laughs> up because. We have many other episodes where Graham will be with us and you'll get his great opinions, especially when we do The Invisible Man. (laughs) So, this goes up on a Monday, but on a Friday, someone else's podcast goes up. I wonder who that could be. It ain't me. You know what? I think it's that Goodwill. Oh, my God. Have you seen his frosted tips? He's that proper gold. Oh, my God. (laughs) He looks just like Timberlake, doesn't he? Yeah, like the boot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bye bye bye. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Oh no, that's Timberland. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, the boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, that's it. On Friday, we have uh, Star Trekking up north or Star Trekking. I forgot. Have what you got a guest this week? Because God, my God, you guys have got people coming to use. We we don't we don't. Know. Oh God, I'm really confused by this because we recorded. You recorded Star it last Trekking. Night. For this Friday, yesterday, yes. and I had to pretend that I'd already been on this, and then I messed it up because, because you're not on until this Monday. Doesn't go out till Monday. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, next week, do we have a guest? Do I pay enough attention to know that we have a guest? <laughs> it's so confusing because last week I was <laughs> like, then the Star Trek and on Friday, which is fine because it's in the it, that's in the future, yeah. and then there's the what. There's the one, or it's in the past now, and then you've got the Sunday Live episode. Now, that's in the past because we're Monday, and yeah. it's so confusing. How <laughs> is time? Yeah. But, um, what is, but yeah, what is we it? We might have a guest. Who knows? Who knows what day it is? You're going to have to yeah. find out, and I'm sure Goodwill will be promoting the shit out of it and telling you all. So, yes, Star Trek on a Friday, live show on a Sunday, and, you know, us, the monsters. The monsters. Oh, yeah. on a Monday. The one you really all should be paying attention to. Yes. I'm joking. I'm on the <laughs> Sunday live one too, so bollocks. please don't. <laughs> right. Um, you can find all Dan's stuff linked down below. If she didn't already know this, I have all your information right down here. Okay. Right down there. All down, down there. there. All yeah. down there. Graham's information will be all down here. And also our social medias for Nerdy Up North, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Oh, and we also play video games on Twitch. <laughs> I do that as well, occasionally. He does. <laughs> Are you going to ask the last question? Yes, I, I don't know. I really honestly don't feel like I can, <laughs> but I'm going to. Okay. Why do you love the Wolfman? Oh, was that the last question? Or would you fuck the Wolfman? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Usually my last question is, why do you love the wolf? Like, why do you love said monster? I could not ask that. Based on what we have just spoke about. Yeah. So, I'll go with Graham's. Would you let the Wolfman fuck you? <laughs> we don't know if he's a top. We we who knows? He might be. He might be verse or bottom. But, uh, <laughs> he might be a switch. Might, you might have to scissor him. Who knows? He might switch. You don't. You, you just don't know. Um, I, I was actually going to leave it with a quote, but I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm raising the bar to this here. Question, you then go you leave. It. You. We will end this on your quote, really. Dan. Okay. Go for it. No, I wouldn't fuck the wolf man. <laughs> no, get hair in your teeth. Right. Um. Next is <laughs> right. Lon Chaney Jr. said, "All the best monsters played for sympathy." That goes for my father, Karloff, myself, and all the others. They won the audience's sympathy that way. The Wolfman did not want to do all those things. He was forced into them. Hmm. So he very much took the, the time to go out of his way to say they are more loved than him because he was made to do that through the affliction he gained rather than a sympathy because he they were made to be monsters, whereas he wasn't. He was... He was forced Cursed. into it. Yes. Mm. It was a forcible, forcible monsterage. <laughs> Look at me so bringing the tone up. I'm bringing the tone right that up was, there, not I? That was beautiful. We will end it with Dan's quote. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. <laughs> Next week is Xenomorph. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. 
Next week is Xenomorph. We've got Jake <laughs> back on again. Gonna have to see what kind of backdrops these two bad boys bring to the oh, table. Because J- Jake will win. Yeah, I think you might. You could have the biggest like aliens stood behind you, and Jake would probably top it with just a picture. Yeah, and, like an alien coming it. behind him. Yeah. 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 So tune in next week for Xenomorph. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, everyone who's joined us. And stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.